Shake It Not Noob, the podcast that is bucking the trend in the video games industry by starting its own union and signing a CBA. It's all healthcare and toilet breaks for these motherfuckers. I am your union buster buster, Fuzzy Dan, and joining me today is a man who enjoys his mandated 15-minute coffee breaks once every three days. It's Mr. Duty Dutrum. How are we, sir? I just had my coffee break, so I'm ready to record some podcasting for three days. <laughs> Excellent. That's, that's, that's good to hear. I'm glad that you won't be taking any further breaks, uh, any additional breaks between now and then, because that would be against our new union agreement. <laughs> Oh, it's hot on the presses. If you're not uh, watching what's going on at the moment, it is hilariously terrible. Um, apparently now, all of the stuff with uh, with Blizzard, they have actually hired a union-busting agency, um, and they're now uh, telling people not to sign union agreements. So Jesus pretty Christ, awesome. like Activision is yeah. really digging themselves a hole. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, it's it's a big hole. It's a big hole full of shit. Yep. Um, so yeah, definitely check all of that stuff out. It is uh, it is not a lot of fun. Um, we we've got a lot to talk about this week, duty, and I want to kick things mm-hmm. off uh, with with our big news items. We're doing this episode slightly later than regular because yesterday was the annual game awards ceremony thing. Um, which is still bizarre to me. Um, <laughs> it's a very weird uh, ceremony. It's basically ninety percent ads um, and ten percent awards. Um, well, I'd say ninety percent ads, ten percent, five percent like you know weird bands going up and doing stuff like Sting or Imagine Dragons, um, and then five percent of actually giving people trophies. So it's yeah, it's it's a little bit of a weird mix. Um, but yes, we'll uh, we'll go through and tell you all the latest and greatest from that one. Um, I wanted to go through some of the trailers though because there were a lot yeah. of them. Um, <laughs> uh, we had uh, first cab off the rank that I saw that was worth talking about uh, Hellblade Two. Um, I don't know if you ever played the original Hellblade Duty, but um, was a lot of fun. It's a Xbox I think Game for Pass a period game, of time. A second, yes. yeah, I've, I've seen. Yeah. I never played it. It, it seemed like a God of War esque style game. Yes, but even even more so. It was uh, the the story writing, the gameplay, everything about it was was quite incredible. So um, yeah, so Hellblade Two looks pretty spectacular. It looks almost Attack on Titan kind of esque. Large people crawling around, lots of weird things going on. Um, yeah, that's going to be amazing. So Hellblade One was awesome. Hellblade Two looks even better. Uh, so very excited for that. Um, we did have uh, a trailer for Star Wars Eclipse uh, as yep. well, which is uh, which will be interesting. My dog is losing <laughs> his shit. <laughs> I've got to go close um, the door. This little fucker's going nuts. Star Wars Eclipse. I'm not right. excited for it. I can tell. I will I'll riff while you go sort the dog out. Um, yes, yeah, so Star Wars Eclipse, um, it is going to be set in the High Republic era. Um, so that will be something that I know Duty is very unhappy about. Um, it's coming to us from the studios uh, Quantic Dream, who did the games Heavy Rain and Detroit Beyond Human. Um, so very interesting you know, vibes going on the internet at the moment for Star Wars Eclipse. The trailer itself looks quite spectacular. Um, whether or not it lives up to the vibe of that trailer or the previous games that have been delivered, who knows? But uh, yeah, Star Wars Eclipse, no due date on this at this stage but it looks like it could be an interesting one um given the the history of the studio like they've got some good quality games but there's some weird shit going on with that studio as well so yeah that's it'll be interesting star wars Eclipse. i have heard uh, um, the, the game not the not the or maybe the head of the studio or whatever has put up some anti things. oh yeah no he's yeah. yeah he's he's not a very nice uh, man and so, the um, game is he, set in the high republic which a lot of people are saying is the most ex- inclusive world of Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, that's very interesting position to yeah. take. But you know, look, I I would hope that they're able to at least get him some support or help to uh, correct some of those incorrect views and potentially move past that into uh, working on a proper development of a game. So be very interesting to see how that goes. Um, moving on to some more positive ones, though. Wonder Woman. Uh, we got a bit of a tease mm. for Wonder Woman as well. Um, so that should be interesting because I don't know if you saw. So this is coming to us from Monolith Games. Yes. 
Now, Monolith Games did the Middle Earth games, so the Shadows Shadows of Mordor. War what was the other one? Shadows of War? Yeah, well, there, there you go. They were phenomenal mm-hmm. games, amazing games. The, the uh, lieutenant system that they had going on, whereby you'd kill off a guy and another guy get promoted, and then you could have... Uh, amazing. I loved that Probably the best game. Lord of the Rings Just game f- ever. I would yeah. say so. I'd say so. We did see a little bit of a tease for Gollum in this as well, eh. but I, I, I'm, I'm very unexcited for Gollum. Let's make a video game about a character who has very little attack damage, very little defense damage, but he's very cunning. He's very sneaky. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very sneaky, yeah. sir. It's rainbows. It's, you it's, underestimate my sneakiness. It's splinter cell, Gollum. <laughs> Gollum cell. Yeah, yeah, I. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm not no. about it. Um, one of the ones I am about, though, um, Alan Wake 2. Um, again, a game I don't know if you've played Dirty, but Alan Wake, obviously, very popular. Mm. It's been about, I think, about 10 years since uh, Alan Wake came out. So Alan Wake 2 is coming through, which will be looks pretty exciting. Yeah, I played maybe the first half an hour or so of Alan Wake. I liked it, and then I think I just forgot about it and went on with my life. Look, I think, yes, you probably played it probably in an era now where it's a little bit outdated, so a new version of that will be pretty yeah. cool. Um, so I think, yeah, it should uh, should go well with a, a big graphical update and looking spectacular. Mm. Um, we also had <laughs> one that Duty's going to be very excited for. Um, let's talk about Sonic the Hedgehog because we had the Sonic 2 trailer. I saw trailer. that this morning, yeah, because uh, I, I saw Puppy was like, I don't give a fuck, and then I watched it in bed this morning. I'm like... It looks like it could be fun. It looks look. It looks like it's going to be ninety percent cartoon this time, which is kind of cool. And Jim Carrey as yep. Doctor Robotnik, I mean, just looks amazing. So, um, <laughs> and the less of Mister Cucked James Marsden, um, the, better. the better. That would be. He's great. done the yeah. same movie he's twice apparently... with two different animals. It's weird. <laughs> apparently now he's like Yoda or something, giving him like fucking advice and yeah, about being a superhero. Dude, you're like a small town police chief. Like. Go away, go mm-hmm. away. You, yeah, you go were away. Cyclops once. James Marsden. Um, and we did also get a little bit of uh, Idris Elba as Knuckles. And <laughs> I'm just going to say, I don't think Idris Elba's voice in that particular character works. Because yeah, Idris Elba's this big, gruff, like, rah, 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 rah. I'm an English detective. Rah, rah, rah. And it does. I don't know if that suits the character of the small, cartoony character of Knuckles. And Knuckles I is just, a badass. So I think it works fine. Yeah, I get that, but I just I think he's too gruff. That's all I'm too saying. Gruff. I mean, it's McGruff, the crime dog. <laughs> Help me bite crime. Um, well, look, it might not be the worst thing coming because we do have Garfield and Mario voiced by the same person. That is true. That is true. look. I, I'm I'm not saying it's the it's the worst idea. I just don't. I think he's. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll wait and see. I, I really, I, I did enjoy the first Sonic movie, so I'm, I'm looking forward to this one yep. as well. Um, we also from the uh, from Sega as well. We're also getting Sonic Frontiers, um, so a, a proper game for Sonic the Hedgehog, which is pretty cool. This looks like it could be an open world Sonic thing too, which um, could be interesting. I think the last Sonic game I played was shit. It was on the GameCube, and it had a fucking. Yes, it was yeah. shit, yes. <laughs> it, had a, it had a banging soundtrack. I can't remember what it was called, but you played as Sonic as well as his evil clone, Shadow, and it was fucking mm. dope. Sonic Adventures 2, I think it was called, and it's okay. the best Sonic game and the only Sonic game I've ever played. There you go. <laughs> well, look, I I, I was in uh, an era where we got Sonic the Hedgehog with the you know, the Sega Master System. It was great. You know, I grew up with that kind of stuff. I'm very excited to see what Sonic's going to be like in this next gen of gaming consoles. Mm. So, very excited to see how that goes. Um, other things we did see, um, we got uh, Cuphead, some new um, some new DLC for that the one. The hardest game um, in the world. So they call it, the, yeah. Um, so it's uh, they've called it DLC Island, I think it is, um, which is stands for. Let me see, um, delicious. I think it's delicious last course. There you go. Um, so, if you enjoyed Cuphead, which I didn't particularly, I, I mean, I get the aesthetic, I get the whole thing, you know, Steamboat Mickey and all the rest of it. Woo, great. It's good for about five minutes, and then I just didn't enjoy the you game. You need to enjoy so. that style of game, yeah, because it is, 
it's quite challenging and if you're not up for those styles of challenging games you're not going to enjoy it but if you're an old school gamer i think you'll i think you'll dig it because it's just it's simple pick up and play but it's also it's got that dark souls-esque challenge to it yeah but it's, it, it feels to, it feels to me that it's too much of the Lion King movie video oh, game. Yeah. Then you know we're like it's just these impossible to understand hitboxes or landing areas that kind of thing. So it's just like I, I don't get it. Like it and it's it and, and unless you're immediately into the game, I think you're, you you just go out because you have to be on yeah. board with it from word go. So um, yeah, there you go. Cuphead DLC Island uh, coming out very soon. Um, we did also see trailers for Vermintide 2. Yep. Um, we got to see Space Marine Woo! 2, the, uh, the Warhammer uh, universe for Space Marine 2. Alive. Space Marine 1 came out, shit, 11, 12 years ago. Fantastic game. I, yep. I revisited Space Marine earlier this year, if you're interested. Um, okay. It's loads of fun. It's just a third-person action slasher Similar to, it's got a War and Gears of War put together, so it's got the shooting elements of Gears yeah. of War, it's got the first, uh, the melee action of God of War. Yeah, it's, it's awesome, it's loads of fun. Not very realistic to the Warhammer universe, but it's loads of fun. No. <laughs> no, fair enough. Uh, look, it, it does, they, look, I always see these things and they go, wow, that looks like a crackingly good trailer, um, but I'm always disappointed by the games. Yeah. I think these are people that can market themselves very well, especially the 40K universe. 40K, 40K uh, does have a lot of games where like it looks good and then it's like a shitty turn-based thing and I'm like, not interested, where I think Space yeah. Marine is going, Space Marine 2 is going to rock your fucking socks. Because you never played the first one and it's actually it's pretty fucking fun like it's, it's exactly what it shows in the trailer rather than it being like look at how cool it is it's a turn-based 2d art platform style of warhammer game no thanks i, I want to be running around yeah. as a grunt fucking chopping shit in half yeah yeah exactly right yeah it's um it, it looks like it could be more of that so yeah. hopefully it is but we'll see how we go um, speaking of games that might be ruined, <laughs> might look good on the surface, but might be slightly ruined underneath. Um, we saw June, the Spice Wars, I think it's called, um, as advertised, and it looked really cool. I was like, oh, cool, June game, looks like an RTS, we're getting very excited, all good, all good. And then right at the end of the trailer, it said 4X game, and I was like, ah, God, if there's anything that's going to turn me off a game, it's anyone that says 4X, and I'm like, nah. Immediately, just cross that off my. So that's like um, your civilization. Um, so it's strategy games which are turn based. Oh, right. Um, okay. Octagonal tiles and yeah. So they're called four X yeah, right. games. And they, I just, I can't. I just, I can't with them. Like they, they're just boring to me. So you can't have real time strategy and four X in the same thing. It's not. The they same don't work thing. together. Yeah. No, it doesn't. So, um, so yes, yeah, so that that's that's a big disappointment. I was I was getting very excited for that, and then yeah, four X popped up. It's like when I go to the movies and I see based on a true story. That's like that's an instant turn off for me. I'm like, wow, this is going to be same thing with me saying starring Tom Hardy. <laughs> that's going to be a bad movie. <laughs> movies with subtitles, no. <laughs> Uh, yes, uh, so that's uh, that's a bit disappointing. Um, something that didn't look too disappointing. I was kind of interested in this. Um, a new Saints Row game. Yeah, um, that was revealed. So this is called a little uh, while ago, E3 or something like that. I think it was. Yeah, so it's called Saints Row Self Made, um, and it looks kind of interesting. I I think it's it feels a little bit um, somewhere between Just Cause. And Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it feels less of the Saints Row universe and more of we're just using the name to branch out into something different, which is not the worst thing in the world because some of those last Saints Row games got a little bit stupid. Yeah, I think with uh, I saw a lot of people online getting a little upset with Saints Row because you look at the old games and it's like you look at some of the characters and they're like, they're gangsters, they grew up on the streets and they're tough guys and now they're, they're moving their way up. And it's this one, it's like... He likes cappuccinos and listening to podcasts. I'm like, how are you in a gang? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. a motorbike gang, a hipster motorbike gang that all ride two strokes, sure. But <laughs> not a coke dealing hooker swinging gang where you can beat the shit out of someone yeah. with a giant dildo. 
Yeah, yeah, the, 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 yeah. <laughs> I think they lost their way a little bit trying to go too far away from GTA, yeah. and they just fairly sure he becomes the president. Yeah, it was in like GTA uh, in, in Saints Row Four. Saints Row Three. Four. Oh, he four. becomes yeah. the president. Yeah, yeah. So stupid. It's just it's so stupid. Anyway, let's move on to other ones. Uh, there's lots to talk about. Um, we had <laughs> speaking of stupid, an Among Us VR game. <laughs> for some I reason, I would play that. Yeah, I kind of would, but I just I like I'd play it for five minutes and go. That was exactly the experience I thought it would yeah. be, and that would you, be. Enough. You would definitely need to play that with a closed, like a private game, full of mates, all who are playing. But in that's VR. the problem. Then you'd need then you'd need eight mates at least who have VR gear. Like it just it wouldn't nope. work. Like you couldn't play VR against two D graphics. It would it just. I, I, I think it'd be could, could be fun, but. Yeah, you'd need a lot of people with a lot of expensive gear to play it. So I don't know if that that kind of factors work yeah. in there, especially for something that's like a like a like a ten dollar game. Like you know, you just wouldn't find it. Anyway, moving on to other things. Lots to talk about. Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. We got to see some gameplay for looks that. All right. um, looks exciting. Looks like every character has um, different apparently ability, like, different movement style abilities. So uh, yeah, yeah, kind of cool. Apparently, Deadshot's uh, just basically Iron Man. So yeah, he's got a jetpack on his on his back, which is is interesting. I'm like, oh, it would have been cool if they were vehicles, maybe. Like you could, yeah. And Captain Boomerang has a gun. I thought the whole thing was he had fucking boomerang. He also has speed anyway. powers. It looks like it looks like he throws his boomerang and then can teleport to where he's thrown it or something. He runs very fast. Apparently, he's got some flash it's pretty, powers. Yeah, it's a bit so, weird. Look. Um, and then, yeah, we've got the Barry Allen flash, and it looks like they've been poisoned by something. Uh, so, Brainiac. Knows. It looks like they're being controlled by Brainiac, because uh, Brainiac okay. has attacked Metropolis. There we go. So we've, we've seen we in previous trailers, of course, Superman, Green Lantern is Jon Stewart. We've got the Flash. We've had Wonder Woman. Batman is obviously dead. Um, so yeah. uh, it's, it's going to be interesting. I'm just... And look, I, I will just say it again. We've got the further turning of harley quinn into like this realistic fighting badass just i just i don't get harley quinn's transition from just being harley quinn to being you know this dastardly evil person to being this like super combat person and she's doing all these like super gymnast moves and all sorts of stuff and beating people up baseball bats just don't understand where this came from. Like how she turned into that character. Uh, I would say so, uh, David Ayer's Suicide Squad. Yeah, I, I, I get that. Like that was the, the the catalyst for it. But why? How? Like, there's no backstory to her that explains how she's this person. Now. Yeah, she's. I, so I, 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 I'm I'm old school. I liked her the traditional sort of outfit and origins, where she's the you know linked to the Joker sort of thing like that. Like I like that sort of. You know, Mark Hamill. But like, I, I like if you want to have your own story, make her be like the super evil, super evil, like mental powers genius or something. Or like, you know, she does tricks and plots and things like that. That could be explained in her backstory. It just doesn't seem to fit that she's now this kung fu master. Yeah, so, it was a psychiatrist. Whatever. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> just ignoring all of that. Just gloss it over. She's a superhero. Um, what else have we got? Uh, we saw trailers for Forspoken, which we've spoken about uh, previously as well, which looks amazing. Um, we got to see extra trailers for uh, Elden Rings. Uh, Elden Ring, sorry, which is uh, which is pretty cool. Um, we saw something called uh, Slitterhead. Did you see this one? No. Um, so this was the one from the guy, uh, I think he was the, one of the original directors behind uh, Resident Evil. Okay. Um, he started his own studio and it's it looks like it's basically Tokyo's been chained, taken over by these morphing alien monster things that look like regular people and then transform into giant evil skeletons. It looks stupid. Right. Um, but yes, <laughs> so that's there. Uh, we had Star Trek Resurgence. Um, which is brought to us uh, by basically a bunch of people who were in uh, Telltale Games. Um, so it's going to be a very much a Telltale Games-style Star Trek game. Which it could be a lot of fun, fun. yeah, because it's, it's, there's a lot of talking in Star Trek. There is. Uh, so this looks like there's, you know, you do a lot of like weird investigations and all sorts of stuff, but you can, you know, go outside and shoot lasers and stuff and defend the ship. So it looks like it could be fun, but I think there'll be a very linear story to whatever happens there. Yeah. So uh, we'll see what happens with that one. 
Um, we had a game called Ark Raiders, uh, which we got a trailer for, which looks kind of cool. So um, kind of Star Wars-y space exploration thing, um, finding giant robots. Um, what else did we get? Uh, oh, we got the um, a look at <laughs> the the Matrix Awakens. Did you see this it's one? It's not a game. It was just like a inbuilt engine demo. Yeah, it looks like an Unreal Five demo, but apparently it's supposed to be uh, what's what's called an interactive experience. <laughs> um, so probably, yeah, yeah, it'll be like a video game trailer essentially that you can play. Uh, <laughs> right. So yes. So, yeah, um, we we also got to look at what else did we get Homeworld three, um, which if you like the Homeworld games, will be Homeworld um, in another universe and more expansive. So that's pretty cool. Um, and one that I got very excited for Nightingale, um, which was pretty fun. Uh, so this looks like it's a what do they call it? A Victorian era fantasy. Oh, I saw like uh, the first two seconds monsters. of it. And like, no, it looks like Greedfall. Yeah, kind of. Uh, Greedfall plus the New World, that kind of thing. So it looks like it could be a little bit more... um, It's supposed to be an RPG, um, so it's an RPG survival game. um, So it could be a bit more interesting. So I'm I'm intrigued to have a look at that one. It was interesting too, like just before the Um, Game Awards, there was another Warhammer Total War Warhammer 3 trailer for Slanesh. And I'm just like, why is this not at the Game Awards? Yeah, probably because I didn't want to spend the money on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and finally, uh, the last one that I want to mention here is that we had a look at the Halo TV show. <laughs> which, how do you feel about this, I'm, I'm not a Halo like, guy. I mean, a lot They're of Halo stuff talk- going. There's a Halo show coming. Steven Spielberg's going to do it. Here's Mr. Spielberg. I'm not doing it anymore. I think Halo should not be a TV show because... Y- You've tried so hard to get it off the ground for the past 20-ish years, and now it's coming. It's going yeah. to disappoint a lot of people. It absolutely is, because it could never be what everyone wants it to be. Like, yeah, Halo's been around for as a franchise for how many fucking years? years? Like, too, too many years. And, um, yeah, it, it could be... It could get very interesting. Um, so we've got, uh, <laughs> I think... Master Chief is going to be played by Pablo Schreiber, which is totally fine. He's a who's, fucking fantastic who's actor. Pablo um, he's Leave Schreiber's brother, I believe. Brother, I think okay. so. Uh, but he's he's been in a bunch of stuff. So he was in. Um, you may remember him from Den of Thieves. If you've seen no. Den of Thieves, he's one of the bad guys in that. <laughs> Uh, okay. Um, he was on. Um, oh, what was that prison movie? Uh, Orange is the New no. Black. Did you didn't, didn't watch that? He was porn stash in that. Fantastic. He was in American Gods. Um, he was in The Brink. He was in uh, Person of Interest. He's been in a bunch of stuff. Like he was one of those guys that usually just shows up um, in, in various things. Oh, he was the Rock's buddy in Skyscraper. Yep. Anyway, um, the guy that like that you immediately went. Well, he's, he's the bad guy. Backstab him. <laughs> Yeah, he's the bad guy. So look, he's, he's, so he's that's, in Weeds and he's in American Gods or all this fucking thing. He's the rocks, yeah. mate. It's skyscraper. I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> I know. Yeah. He's look. He's. A, I think he's a fantastic actor. He does bad guys really well. So it'll be interesting to see him play. Um, yeah, Master Chief. Um, it'll be interesting. I, I think it'll be great. Uh, so yes. Yeah, so that will just that character. I think. I don't know about the rest of the cast. I don't know what it's gonna end up like. It looks like it's kind of. Well, I mean, they've got, you know, so Paramount Plus. So they've got the uh, Star Trek Discovery is the current one, you know, the, the big budget one. That they got the doing. new Dexter and series. Spe- yeah, and the, like they've got their special effects budget and their production values are very, very mm. high. So at least I think with that, there will be some hope that they will produce a quality product. And from the look of the trailer, it looks kind of cool like there's there's some cool stuff about it but it will come down to how master chief comes off yeah it'll it'll be expensive because having the covenant can't really be prosthetics i mean you can you can do a prosthetic no. but like it's still going to be very expensive to have them 100 percent it will and leah it'll be yeah it'll come down to oh that's not how i think master chief should be played. Yeah, so, every you know. video game property that's been turned into a movie or tv show of some form has not generally been good 
Yeah. So, well, look, we, we will see. We will see. Um, but, yes, that's I believe that's coming next year. So, oh, um, yeah, yeah, have okay. a look out for that. There's, a, there's like a two-minute teaser trailer of that on the internet. So, there, there we go. Um, but those are all the games I wanted to mention. Uh, the new trailers coming through. Judy, did you see any that I haven't ticked off the list? Uh, I don't. Off the top of my head, I do know we're going to... Or I presume we're going to go into some Game Awards stuff. But before we do that, yes, um, there's also a little thing that I'd like to bring up called the Game on Cancer Holiday Special. Now, we've previously spoken about them where they had Halloween streamers on Twitch and they were all raising money for cancer research. And they're basically doing the same thing over Christmas. Uh, and they've already raised $14,000 out of their $100,000 target, um, which is pretty good seeing wow. as we're already 11 days in. Uh, Bethesda ANZ is coming on board to, to do some streaming with them, as well as a Rocket League tournament. And Jeff Kanada, who is a UFC fighter, if I'm not mistaken, is jumping on board to, to help out with this as well, which is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. And uh, Bethesda's going through their Skyrim Anniversary Edition, the new Elder Scrolls Online Blackwood, Fallout 76, all that sort of stuff as well. So it's uh, it's pretty cool. Of course, you can uh, you can check it out by looking up Cure Cancer, which is a, uh, it's I believe they're based in, in Sydney. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a massive fucking thing that, you know, every streamer, if they want it, can jump on board, have a donate button at the bottom, and it just goes straight into the, into the funds. Very mm, cool. There yeah. you go. Well done. But... Game Awards. Um, yes, let's let's talk about Game Awards because there's a lot of games that went on. Um, I wanted to just... There, there's a lot of awards that go up. I wanted to cherry-pick a few mm-hmm. of them just to discuss because I think they, they're kind of interesting. Um, so we had the uh, the best sports slash racing no. game, no. which is... No. <laughs> which is a category which I believe is just terrible. Like, you should have best sports and game best racing and best game. racing game. Yeah, because they are- cause NBA cannot compete against... Oh, like, Formula 1 cannot compete against FIFA or NBA, period. They never will be able to no. with sales targets alone. Um, but, yes, uh, so <laughs> the best sports slash racing game was Forza Wrong. Horizon 5, which is... Incorrect, because the uh, the other four, uh, the four in the category, um, they had uh, Formula One twenty twenty one, which was never yep. going to win, um, and but the one that I think they should have won uh, was Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels only should have definitely so, won that. That is spoiler alert: the best yeah. racing game of the year. There yeah, we go. Like, Forza Horizon Five uh, is not good. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, now the the interesting one that I found was the best performance by uh, an individual for voiceover acting within a game, mm-hmm. um, and they had Giancarlo Esposito in the room uh, for his role in Far Cry Six, which uh, he did not win. Um, so <laughs> I can't imagine how gutted he felt for that. Um, they did have Maggie Robertson, who was the lady Dimitrescu. Dimitrescu. Yeah, there we go. That's she was one. actually pretty uh, from Resident Evil. She Village. was pretty good. Don't get me wrong. Um, do I mm. think she deserves the award if there wasn't Giancarlo Esposito? Yes, but spoilers. But Lady Demetresque isn't overly in Resident Evil Eight that much. Like where yeah. Giancarlo Esposito is constantly in Far Cry Six. Like he's popping up all over the place. Where Lady Demetresque is in it for maybe two to three hours, and that's it. Yeah, it's I, fi- I found a lot of that interesting. Like they had that, and they had um, uh, they had two of the people from um, Deathloop as well, and they you know didn't even get a look in, but they were in that a lot of the time. Yeah. So if you're gonna, you know, it, it seems very weird. I think volume of time that people these you know people were in the game definitely should count for something. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what else do we have? Um, we had... Let's have a look at some of these other ones. Uh, best Game Direction um, came for Deathloop, which was pretty good. I thought that was... Uh, I, was I was expecting yeah, Deathloop to win some. It was a well some, put together yeah. game. Yeah, they, they won quite a few, which was really good. Uh, best Role-Playing Game was Tales of Arise, which is just astounding to me. But they were up against... Because it's a, it's a, it's a remaster or remake of uh, the original mm. game, but... They didn't really have a lot of um, opposition. I mean, Cyberpunk was in that category, for God's sake. So, um, yeah. I mean, interesting. what, we had Cyberpunk and we had the Mass Effect trilogy, but there were also remakes as well, or re-releases as well, so... Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah okay. Um, let's have a look at some of the other ones. Uh, best score in music went to Near Replicant, which is... Okay, I suppose. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
not really not not really a big one there um best action game went to returnal which if you haven't returnal. played definitely oh that was the, the playstation exclusive one yep yeah that's right yep so that was that was pretty good um best action adventure went to metroid dread which i have not played yet but um i've been told quite reliably by uh mr ian mm. the huge footlong johnson that it is a very good game in there yeah he said it. it's quite good Yes, um, and best sim strategy game went to Age of Empires Four, which doesn't surprise me. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean against the cat- like the others in that particular category, absolutely the best game out of the lot. So um, yeah, interesting ones there. Um, best multiplayer um, went to uh, It Takes Two, um, which uh, is a co-op game, which I find really fascinating. Um, just I haven't heard a lot about it, and yeah, it's done some amazing mm. things. Um, and what was the other one I was going to pick out here? Player's um, choice. Let's go for. Oh yeah, the player's choice. Oh, oh okay. Which is huh, okay. <laughs> is the most astounding category because it's basically a chance for like you know all of the players they put up an online poll and tell us what are you most excited? You know what what gets you going? What's what games got you this year? And they voted for Halo Infinite, which is. Which released the very same day to the public on the day. Yeah. I, I, I feel like that... Like, Don't get me wrong, the multiplayer's been out for a while. And people Based are, on the yeah, multiplayer. People yeah. are loving the multiplayer yeah. and stuff. That's great. And it's free. It's awesome. But like, it released the day of the, of the award. Of so game. you can't... I, I feel like it should be removed from contention. It's yeah. like, well, we, it's, we can't give it to I, that I, because I, it literally released today. Like, yeah, reviews have been out for that, a couple I think, of days now, but still, it's... Yeah. Well, the, the problem is they let it let it open to the public. They let it open to the internet, and whenever you do that, you get Bodie McBoatface. Yeah, exactly. This is the Bodie McBoatface of awards. Um, they should call it the Player's Choice Bodie McBoatface Award goes to. That because, you know, you need to give them a smaller category. You need to go, here is 10 that you can, that you, can you know, games that have been released during this year that you can pick from. Like, without the campaign for a game like Halo, I don't think you can even yeah. really class it as a full In- game. Interesting that so. best esports game went to League of Legends. I totally would say Rainbow Six Siege. I think Rainbow Six Siege I know is you fucking would. a fantastic esports. It's like, it's... I don't watch much esports because I have a life. No, but um, I do watch the Rainbow Six Siege esports just because even if you you know near nothing of Siege, you watch one single three-minute round of that and you just realise how intense and fucking zoned in the players are and what's going on on the screen like it's that fun to watch i think there's an an accessibility factor to that as well Mm -hmm. and it's you know it's one of those ones that league of legends is a much more accessible game compared to the others on that particular list well speaking um, of accessibility yeah there was an award for innovation in accessibility forza horizon 5 which is i think it's i think it's cool where you can basically have uh anyone be able to play the game but i've also seen a thousand and one videos of people on steering wheels holding down the acceleration button with a brick and then just have the game drive itself and break for itself and i was like the game's a bit broken in that instance well it's broken but it's not it's really it's appealing to people of all yeah skill levels and i get yeah yeah it can be smurfed and all the rest of it but it's yeah it's it's still a, a good accessible game. I think when they're looking at accessibility, they're looking at anybody can access it. Now they've got, I believe, there's um, uh, sign language interpreters that can actually uh, oh, cool. take part in the yeah. game. So they actually have on screen like sign language going on while you're playing. So I thought that was uh, that's something new that's come on board recently. Pretty interesting uh, little thing to do. But yeah, but also um, it's a very bad game on a steering wheel, which is interesting. Yes. Very interesting. <laughs> Yeah, and pretty much the same game as the last two. Yeah. Right. We'll talk about yeah. that later. Um, <laughs> uh, but yes, we'll talk about the game of the year as well, um, which is... Oh, actually, long, one last one yeah. before that. Most anticipated game uh, was Elden Ring, which I found surprising. Um, but that um, So that was up against God of War Ragnarok, um, the new Breath of the Wild sequel, yep. Starfield, which is going to be huge, um, and Horizon Forbidden West. So... Yeah, up against those, I mean, Elden Ring, what we've seen so far has been impressive. Um, but yes, interesting that that came out as the most anticipated game for next year. Uh, but Game of the Year, uh, it came down to, I think they had six on the mm. list, and it came down to the final one, which was It Takes Two, um, a game which I have not played. I know Duty hasn't nope. played. It is a co-op game. 
uh, which is basically a series of mini games. Like imagine it's you're a Honey I Shrunk the Kids scenario, but you've turned yourself into um, what's that the sack boy? Do you remember uh, the sack boy from, from My uh, Little Planet or Big Little Planet or whatever it was called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little That's Big it. Planet. That's the one. <laughs> one of those ones it's essentially you turn into two characters from that it's a husband and wife team and they have to make their way across this mini universe and it's just a series of like co-op mini games okay. um, which are apparently very exciting and very fun and they never sort of repeat anything it's all very new and unique mm. um, but yeah it's just interesting that that's um, yeah that's one through but I mean again it's out of the competition they have for this year, I think that's probably fine. I was, I was hoping for Guardians to win. I knew Guardians wasn't going to win. I was expecting Deathloop to win. I'm happy that it didn't, but, you know, understand the hard work that went into that game. But, I mean, It Takes Two is, is, is kind of cool because it, it, it would be one of those games that, you know, us as people who play video games compared to our wives who do not play video games, it's a, it's a, it's a game for both of you to play to have a bit of fun with where it's not like, you know... You can't throw a, a controller at, at Mrs. Duty and go play some Call of Duty because she will have no idea what she's doing. Yeah, that's yeah. I think it's mm, yeah. I, I don't know how I feel. <laughs> it's, I think I think with with a lot of these games, you need to be able to play them like as as a solo player to have a a dual a co op game that requires nothing but cooperation with another person. I just I find that fascinating how that can be the game of the year, the best game that we've released. So yeah. Well, it also won best family game as well and best multiplayer game. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. If that's that's a good point that if you have to play it with someone else to play the game, should it be in contention for game of the year? But that's, that's why we have our own game of the year. It's a very unique take. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. That's right. right. <laughs> yes, but yes. So there we go. Um, a very interesting game awards this year. Uh, lots to talk about. Lots to be excited for um, for the next year. So um, yeah, very much looking forward to playing a bunch of those games in 2022. Dirty, we have a sponsor. We do have a sponsor. They are Culture Shock Collectibles. They are your number one stop for your nerdy collectible needs. Have you bought anything from them lately? I know it is Christmas time. Um, if you haven't got your Christmas orders in by now, what the fuck are you doing? I, um, but have you got anything lately that you're very excited about? I have. I have got... Uh, it's on its way. I might do a little unboxing-y thing on the, on the Instagrams or whatever. It is a box full of McFarlane toys. So I have the Batman Who Laughs with the three evil Robins. I have a damaged Batman. I have a Green Lantern and Dawnbreaker set coming. I have... I think a Superman and a Doctor Fate on order as well. I'm buying all the fucking toys. <laughs> yep, that sounds like you've got a few. Um, there is. I got very excited. They had a nice uh, sound wave uh, toy in there. Yeah, from so from the Bumblebee movie, cool. and it's you know that Bumblebee movie actually it's it's getting better and better the more you watch it. When you see the old school G1 Transformers turning into Cybertronian things, you're like, fuck yeah. This is what I watched Transformers movie for. Not for Soundwave to turn into a Mercedes and then attach himself to a satellite. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yes, there we go. Culture Shock Collectibles, your number one stop for your nerdy collectible needs. I believe they are out this weekend um, at Oz Comic Con. So, um, by the time you've heard this, it's already gone. Uh, but you can still order from uh, cultureshockcollectibles.com. Duty, let's talk about it. Uh, we've hinted at it. We've, talk, we've talked around we've talked it. Around it. Um, it is Forza Horizon Five. <sighs> it's, a, it's a game, alright. <laughs> it certainly is. Um, it came out uh, a while ago. Uh, if you have Game Pass, it is available on there um, as part of the package. We've been playing it since then, and you know, on and off since then. I would say mm-hmm. <laughs> mostly off. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, it's um, it's been interesting. How has your experience with it been so far? Um, very bad, very bad. I've had a lot of graphical bugs. I've had a lot of cross-play issues. Um, let let me let me set the scene for you, the audience, as well as Fuzzy. <laughs> sure. Uh, installed Forza Horizon Five, courtesy of of course Game Pass, on my PC, my yep. sh- whiz, whiz bang PC. Right. Dragged yep. out my cockpit. Changed my Formula One wheel to my Sparco wheel. Put my racing gloves on. Sat in the cockpit. Turned it on. Went off we go. 
and the, the opening of the game is fantastic because it's it shows you the the, the graphical detail and how fun this event and you know is all going to be this horizon festival is going to be and they drop you out of a plane in a ford bronco and you're driving down a mountain and it's cool and it's fun and pop music's playing and it's it's getting you in the atmosphere of this is going to be fun and as soon as i turned left to go around the corner the wheels locked up and i just span in a fucking constant loop and i'm sitting there going <laughs> i didn't do a hard left turn i literally just knocked the wheel a little left to turn and it just kicks out on you so i'm going okay i then proceeded to have about another eight to nine hours of constant locking up constant going in the wrong direction and things just going wrong constantly yeah yeah i had uh i had cars dropping out of the sky so i'd be about to start a race and and drop in from out of the sky i had no (laughs) cars on the road period so i drive down a freeway and there's just nothing I had landmass yeah. disappear and reappear. It was it's it was just a broken mess. Like uh, like yeah. I, I went fuck it and I unplugged my steering wheel and plugged in the controller, just going like, all right, well, how does it handle on a controller? And on a controller, I was smoking the AI like no problem at all. Plugged in the steering wheel, I couldn't move. Yeah, like this game, this game. Look, broken. I think. Wow, look, I would say that that speaks to the arcade nature of the game and it you know talks to a bunch of stuff about being accessible by everybody and not just people who own fancy controllers like you know fancy steering wheels. Right. I think that's that's fine, but like you know I, I I do firmly believe that if you have a steering wheel in a racing game, you should be able to drive better and faster. I don't think this game is at, at all optimized for that. I'm sure there's ways that you know people can set up everything, but I found it much easier, much much easier to actually drive on controller. Yeah, so it's it's an interesting uh, thing though. Yeah, very very frustrating. It's 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 like you know Star Wars Squadrons. You know is great on controller, and if you've got a Hotas flight stick, I'm sure it's even better because you're actually controlling the ship with how it's being controlled in the game. But like having a racing game that is better on a controller than it is with a steering wheel, like that cannot be a ten out of ten game. Like, I think when it comes to racing games, you need to review it as, yes, a racing game. Accessibility, yes. But also, you need to turn around and go, okay, what is it like with a steering wheel? Because that is a additional accessory or, or you know, a, an additional experience on top of the standard gameplay experience. If you're a kid playing Forza Horizon and you're loving it, you're having loads of fun, and for Christmas, your parents buy you a steering wheel to play Forza and enjoy it even more, you're going to fucking hate it. <laughs> you're going to yeah. unplug that steering wheel and go back to a controller and those parents are going to sit there and go why did we spend this money on a, on a steering wheel like it's it's it was it was yeah. awful it was a bad experience on a steering wheel yeah look i think um yeah i i i hear your i hear your point i i see your point i just look i i think it's one of those ones that it's very hard to find the fine line between you should be able to have two different experiences in this game and you know I feel like there is just basically one experience, and if you're not, you're not set up to enjoy it, you're not going to have a good time mm. with it, and it's that's a little bit frustrating. And there's this game is like you know for a game that's supposed to be a racing and all the rest of it, it really is a game about drifting and doing stupid things with a car. It's supposed yeah. to be this arcade racer that you can go and you know jump a you know two million dollar car off a you know giant ramp and see how far it can fly, kind of thing. Like it's not. Like I think. If you take it too seriously, it will you, you'll regard it as less of a game than it is. Um, even though, but like even when you you take it as a that arcade style race that you're meant to, it's still disappointing. It's just kind of we've I think mostly for me as well. It's like it's we've seen this before. Yeah, we saw it in Forza Horizon Three, um, which. Just I just personally I think was a better map. Australia. Uh, we saw this in Forza Horizon. Yeah, just I think there was a lot more variety in that one. Like there was like the beaches and the accessibility of it all was really cool. Mm. Like they just I don't think they had enough of an environment shift within this game. Uh, they you know they've got this massive volcano which was kind of boring. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's this giant volcano in the middle of the map and it just it was yeah okay I can drive up it. Sweet, yeah. It's it just didn't, yeah. yeah. Well, it didn't really capture me. But like, and even like like last year's one, like well, the last edition, Forza Horizon Four, where they were in England, hmm. that was just fucking boring. Yeah, <laughs> it's just the English countryside. And, the, and that's the thing as well. Like with all the Forza games, they try to change something up. Like 
last one we had different seasons. So if you logged in in a different week, it was a different season. So then you you couldn't drive your super hypercar in winter because it wouldn't get grip and all this sort of stuff like that. But it's also like, well, what what are you doing new here in Forza Horizon Five? Like it's in Mexico, okay, and. Uh, and you can you can gift cars to others, okay? And <laughs> and a lot of the people when they talk to you say "ola," like it's like that's about it. Like it really, it's nothing. I, new. I think what this game needed it's, was motorbikes, if I'm honest, because like, well, eight. Well, they tease it like they you race yeah, against but motorbikes like, in a couple of the yeah, races. The, like, the steering wheel support shit. So if you just fuck that off completely, and went all right. Look, well, we're not going to support steering wheels. It's going to be a controller game, but we're going to have motorbikes because you make your own character and you pick their voice because they they speak in cutscenes. I'm like, all right, we can see what our character looks like. We can hear our character. Chuck us on a motorbike. Like that's yeah. that's a fucking great thing to do. Like that's a that's that's a reason to buy a new game because it's like, hey, this Forza is set in Mexico, okay, and you can drive fucking motorbikes now. So we've added six hundred cars where there's like maybe I don't know ten new ones and everything else is old, and then it's like, and then there's all yeah. these motorbikes you can now use. I think it would have been cool. It would have been something yeah. dirty. Like it, it would have been anything. Like, and especially as I'm driving around in most of the same cars from the last Forza as well. There were some new concept cars. I like my hypercars and these, you know, ridiculously, ridiculously expensive cars that I could never possibly afford in my, you know, five lifetimes. Yeah. But like they are, they're, they're amazing to look at and watch and you know play around with. And you're like, yeah, you can. Change them, change their engines around, and all the rest of it. They're just fun, and they look. They sound great, and they're fun to just plow through the desert and do whatever. But you know, just some variety or something new. Like you know, show me something cool. Um, just I, I don't think they had enough cool stuff. Like one of my favourite cars in there was actually a truck, um, and it was this like stunt truck, which was amazing to drive around in got really good stunt scores and destruction scores and all the rest of it and it was just fun like it was because it was just something a little bit different from everything else that they do so yeah put in some bikes um i don't know put in a fucking stunt bus or something like you know put in some monster trucks for god's sake yeah like there was there's a couple of games where you can play like mini games essentially where you play as a monster truck and or race against monster trucks but they don't have them as like a regular world drive around thing like holy shit man chuck the batmobile in there or i don't know something anything that's going to make me go this is different and new for yeah the the, exactly right if you chuck movie like the deloreans in here and the aston martin db5 and all that sort of stuff is in here but it's just like yeah chuck in the batmobile chuck in the mystery machine like have these fucking fun things or like the what me and ian were doing just because we were bored as fuck is we were doing our own Top Gear challenges. We went, your budget is this much, buy a car for under yeah. this value, it doesn't matter what car it is, and then we're going to race them on-road <laughs> and off-road and take them up mountains and shit and to compare, like, who's got the better car. Like, we were having fun making our own stuff like that rather than just playing the repetitive same races that we've had for since Forza Horizon 1, where it's like, yeah, it's a circuit track, but you need to drive through checkpoints. Why? It's a, it's a festival. We're not being chased down by police. Put up barricades and actually make it a little closed-in circuit on the street. Make it like Monaco. Yeah. Close off the fucking street and give us a barrier. I'm so sick of driving through fucking checkpoints. Like, why? If, if it's an illegal street race where there's flares, sure, that I'm fine with that. That's an illegal street race. But this is a festival where there's people getting, you know, incredibly drunk and high and whatever, listening to dubstep music at festival hubs. <laughs> And there's no civilians walking around and everyone's insurance premiums have gone through the roof because cars are driving through everything. But it's like, close off a street, put barricades up, give us an actual circuit, get rid of the fucking checkpoint system. Well, give us a... Give us a give us a festival or like like it's it kind of like sits in this thing where they, they want to be a racing game but they want to be Need for Speed yeah. as well. And like... It just doesn't seem to suit. Like, need need know, for Speed works because they... it was illegal. Like, if if you did yeah. something wrong, the cops would chase you, and then you had the massive fear of fucking losing your car and losing your money and all this sort of shit like that. On, but then you'd gain like notoriety yeah. and all that stuff from it. Where this is just like, yeah, if you you know crash off a road and go through a tree and go through someone's fence, isn't that cool? I'm like, yeah, it was ten years yeah. ago, but now it's boring. Yeah. Yeah, and like I mean, I, I found like <laughs> it's always interesting. You're like, okay, I need to go, you know, drive five kilometers this way to get to my next next thing. 
nine times out of ten, I'm just like fuck it fast and travel. just yeah, you know, it, it's yeet driving. It's oh. not fast traveling. Like it's yeah, you're just like literally just driving a straight line to wherever you're going, and like it's just oh, I've hit a tree, or I'm just going to jump and flip and do all the rest. It's it was more fun than trying to drive on the fucking roads nine ten nine times out of ten. So it's just. I think they've got the balance of the game all wrong and they haven't really done anything to make it different in the last little while, which is, I think, the biggest indictment on the whole thing. I think the, a lot of games do this as well. It's not necessarily just Forza, but a lot of games do it where it's an open-world game and you, you, you push a marker on the on the mini-map or whatever, and it's like that objective is 2.5 kilometres away, where in that game, that's a five-minute drive, but it's like, I'm going 340 kilometres an hour, 2.5 kilometres away should be like 10 seconds mm. like i'm going that yeah. far so you you need to update your spacing because like it's a small nitpick but it frustrates the fucking me it's like that's 10k's where i'm like okay that's a straight line that i'm going down I the get freeway. It. yeah no i get it man <laughs> I, I completely agree it just i think they they, they haven't really i don't know they, they there's something missing in the the formula that they they've tried to add in artificially and it just doesn't seem to yeah. work so yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm unimpressed. I've been unimpressed this this year with um uh, with Forza. I think they could do much much better. Yeah, I I the the only fun I've been having is the the makeshift Top Gear challenges, which Ian has, has said as well. And Ian played this on the controller, so I was getting his feedback while I was racing on a steering wheel. So he heard a lot of me going "fuck yeah. shit, fuck shit" as I'm spinning around. He was actually kicking out and tank slapping <laughs> a lot on a controller as well. Um, so so oh, that's okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like we're only going to go back to Forza to do more, you know, stupid Top Gear challenges. Let's get this car. You, your budget is this much, and then it was like, all right, upgrade the car with whatever was left from your budget. So if your budget's fifty thousand, uh, yeah. you spend thirty thousand. Well, you got another, you know, twenty k left to put off road tires on it, or change the suspension, or fucking whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I think I mean there is an option to um to actually uh, like set up individual challenges and things like that, which is which is fine. Mm. Um, but I just, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I've never really enjoyed the, some of the, the community challenges that they set up in this game. So, yeah, I, overall I find it, I mean, if you can't deliver a proper game with its own set of challenges, then why bother? Yeah, if the community <laughs> just, has to make challenges and interesting maps for you, then... To make the game interesting, yeah. then, yeah. I mean, it's it cool, that, it's and cool I think, that we can create shit and send it to others and all that sort of stuff like that as well, but you need to have such a solid yeah. base and foundation that inspires some players to go, you know what, you know, Playground Games did really good on this map, I want to make my own, rather than, this sucks, I'm, I reckon I can do it better. Yeah. That's, yeah. And look, I, I, I mean, we haven't really touched on one of the, the, the key gripes that I've had Sorry. as well is the, the rubber banding <laughs> and the arcade style the of, of, of all of the races. Yep. Yeah, it's it's just so stupid. So for those of you who don't know, rubber banding is a, is a gaming concept that basically is designed to keep two opponents very close together um, to make the outcome of whatever you're doing more dramatic. So the idea is that you can't get too far away because if you you'll you'll be discouraged from you know competing against the other person and they basically make it so that whatever you're doing however fast you drive however clean you're driving or however terrible you're driving whoever like the 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 top two or three other ai opponents will always be very very close to you at the end so it's just it's it's really frustrating. It's such a frustrating experience because you never feel like you're actually driving really well yeah. um, or really poorly. You can't get a read on how well you're doing because you're not getting a true sense of the uh, the opponent's skill level. And it's just it just doesn't make sense to me. So, you know, I, I, it should be an option that you turn off. Um, to But they, you know, that's just part of the game. Yeah, so, the game. You know, you'll be... I remember doing like one of the you know the the, the headliner events and you you're basically racing against a train between two points and for you know ninety five percent of the race the train was well ahead of me and going much much faster and you know all the rest of it and then in the last five percent of the race I didn't change anything nothing changed for me personally like I didn't go faster or slower I was driving in a straight line and all of a sudden the, the train started dropping off. And I managed to pass it just before the finish line. 
and it just you're just sitting there going that's just so stupid what is the point of that yeah it's like it it gives you it, it's i get it gives you like the hollywood finish kind of thing but i didn't earn that at yeah all. it does it doesn't with every fucking race like even you know you, you, you'll yeah. have a fa- you can have a fantastic launch <coughs> and come first for most of the race but then it's the last couple corners out of nowhere, the AI has gone from 200 kilometers now to 600 and caught up like that to be able to put the pressure on you yeah. on the straight. And I'm just sitting there going like, no, no, you, you you don't get to do that. No, and that's, I mean, that that's a core part of Forza games. I feel it's become more blatant, mm. um, if you will, in this The one. AI is very dirty so in this. I don't know about you, but I found the AI to be fucking filthy in this game. As soon as the race starts, they are yeah. literally just hitting me in the blind spot and knocking me off. I'm just sitting there going like, I just launched. I didn't do anything special. And then just, it's, I'm just, <laughs> you know, if, if this was, uh, yeah, as we've had throughout this entire year, if this was Formula One and someone hit me in the blind spot and I spun out, I'm fucking filthy at the person who's done that. But the AI constantly does that in this game. Yeah. that's And that's a little bit frustrating. I think they, you know... <sighs> It, 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 it's disappointing that that's the, the the kind of product they want to present um, when they could do so so much better. The, I think the the only thing that's really pissed me off completely is with with just this game series in general. Is I wasn't having fun. I'm like, all right, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to uninstall Forza Horizon Five and I'm going to install Forza Motorsport Seven. Like, you know, they'll go around the Nurburgring. Oh, yeah. I'll do all that sort of stuff. They removed it from Game Pass. I'm sitting there going. Really? So the only Forza games on Game Pass is Forza Horizon 4 <sighs> and Forza Horizon 5. And I'm sitting there going, no. like, And, and the, the formula used to be Horizon, Motorsport, Horizon, Motorsport. They'd flip-flop between serious racing and, and arcade racing. And now they're just releasing Horizon games. I'm like, well, no, because you're not giving us a new fucking game. You're, you're giving us a new location with a, some, a handful of new cars and just some small, weird, cosmetic-y style changes. And that's it. Like, I don't want to play this. Either, it's, it's, it's yeah. as you said, as we were, t- we were speaking offline, how can Call of Duty get pulled through the mud or Battlefield or whatever, get pulled through the mud for their yearly releases of basically the same game with a different skin, where Forza's done it, in three-year intervals or so, and it's getting ten out of yeah. tens. It's 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 not it's not cool. No, it's not. It's not yeah, a ten. I think they they're missing the point entirely. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, very disappointing. I think this year, and I, I think there's there's a long way to go for them to uh, to claw back a little bit of respectability around this one. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely in my book. When whenever the next Forza game comes out, I want it to be like, yeah, look. A lot of people, yeah, give it a 10 out of 10, but we are hearing a lot of people did not like it. That's that's great because, yeah, it's... it's yeah. If, if you're not releasing a a sim sport motor game in Forza Motorsport and only releasing the arcade styles, that means your entire audience for Forza, which is now broken up, which was broken up into two channels, one being, you know, uh, proper racing and one of them being an arcade open world, you are funneling them into your arcade game because they have no other motorsport game to play in your library of Forza. And you're going to piss yeah. them off because, hey, you've removed, you know, the old school motorsport game and we can only play the arcade games. If you want to race yeah. a particular car that's only in Forza Horizon, you're stuck with that. Mm. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's frustrating. <laughs> hey, look, let's give it a score. Let's round it up. Um, I, I think... Uh, Look, for me, it's been a disappointing experience. I think they haven't learned anything from what they did in the past and improved mm. on it. They've just given us the same game. It feels incredibly lazy um, from them to have done so. So I think from my perspective, I'm going to be giving this a 6.5. 6.5 out of 10? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, I... I was so happy and excited to play this game because we've got a Formula One crew going on and they've all got PC, they've all got Game Pass, so I was looking for Forza Horizon to be our next game to play once once we're done with our Formula One championship. And booting up and playing it, man, I, I, I had massive bugs, I had issues, I had... And I'm sitting there going, it's not my computer because my computer is fucking powerful. And I spoke to some friends who also yeah. reviewed this as well and they give it high scores. And they all said they played it on Xbox. And I went, okay, that might be why. I'm playing this on PC, and it is a cross-play game, and it is on PC. The cross-play doesn't really want to work. 
Um, the it was full mm. of bugs. The steering wheel support shit. I'm giving this a five. Like, it yeah, looks wow. good. Okay. It sounds good. Like the music and the and the radios and stuff is all cool. And you know, s- being able to drive a car that I'll never be able to afford, fantastic. But like, <laughs> the the big thing for me is steering wheel support. Like that is a massive knock in the fucking stomach because it's like some kids will play this game. They'll love it. They'll buy a steering wheel. They'll hate it. Like, and it's 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 a shame. Like it, it it sucks. Yeah, yeah. There we go. There it is. Uh, Forza Horizon Five. Not <laughs> not quite the game we thought it would be. Um, I look. I I for one am very glad that I got it on Games Pass yep. because I didn't waste seventy dollars. That, uh, again, this is like uh, Back for Blood. This is what Games Pass is for. Like, if you're unsure about something, trying something out, go try Absolutely. it. Out. For, like for gaming, like form your own opinion. These are our opinions of it. You know, if you're interested in something, yeah. you can still go check it out. You can still prefer it over over us and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, just. Absolutely. Nah, not not for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure people will uh, absolutely find their own way to that kind of stuff. And, you know, speaking of, I think, um, as we talked about or hinted at earlier, Halo uh, Infinite, the campaign version, is out now. Yes. Um, again, available on Game Pass, so you can definitely check that out if you haven't done so already. Um, I think that's, you know, really important that, you know, people get access to that kind of stuff to actually get a good feel for, you know, what's going on. Mm. So... Very interesting. <laughs> um, but yes, that's it for the, for us this week. Uh, we'll be back another week to talk about more video games and all the other exciting things that we play. Um, until that time, I've been Fuzzy Dan reminding you to um, find a union. And uh, look, I like unions on my burger. Uh, they're fantastic. I like deep fried unions. Lumen unions. Um, really good. Yeah. Union rings. Union they're rings. fantastic. Um, so yeah, get some union rings. <laughs> I was I was expecting a bloom in unions. <laughs> <laughs> and this is duty reminding you, play the game yourself. Form your own opinion. Then let us know. <laughs> <laughs>